this heavy brick over my face and I slowly woke up and I'm like, that's weird. Why do I have a brick over my face? And so when I finally was fully aware, I was awake, I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's my hand. My hand is over my face. Why does it feel like a brick? It was hard to move my hand over my face because it, it also, my arm was weighing like a brick. And so I got a little nervous. I'm like, that's weird. And then my symptoms went away pretty fast. And so I Googled real quick. I'm like, what does this mean? And it said, oh, you could be having a heart attack. And then I'm like, well, that's weird because my symptoms went away. By the time the medics got to my house, which was, I don't know, maybe about five to eight minutes, they evaluated me, but my symptoms were then gone by then. They suggested not to go to the ER because it was, again, the start of COVID and they didn't want me just to be around that if I didn't need to be. They just recommended that I go to see my primary doctor and and go to a cardiologist and so that's what I did. So the next day I booked an appointment with my primary doctor and I was feeling great for a good four months. I saw a cardiologist, a neurologist, I saw a vascular surgeon and uh, it took four months to figure out what caused my stroke, which was my right artery that goes by my neck is completely blocked and it just uh, happened to catch me on that day. Hello, this is Mark Goodyear. Welcome to Stroke Stories, the podcast that seeks out and hears from stroke survivors. In this episode, we'll hear from Jose Torres in Austin, Texas, who suffered a stroke at the age of 41. For work prior to suffering the stroke, I worked an overnight shift, which consisted of coming into work at 11 o'clock at night and then leaving at 7, 7.30 in the morning. So I was pretty much working a graveyard shift and... When you're not disciplined, you know, that uh, shift can be really bad for your body because I wasn't sleeping correctly. I wasn't eating correctly. So that just made me feel even more tired. And I developed healthy habits because of it. I like to go on walks, but I wasn't really that active prior to my stroke. I wasn't an alcoholic, but I did drink a lot. And I'm diabetic. So drinking too much alcohol was not a good combination for me always spiked my sugars up. In my early 20s, I didn't know much about uh, how to lose weight the proper way, the healthy way. And so I did it, you know, the most easiest way I thought possible, which was taking diet pills. And this was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I noticed there was a problem when I would take those pills that were basically caffeinated pills that, you know, make your heart rate go up pretty much. I noticed there was a problem when I was able to sleep while taking those pills. And so once I was aware of that, I stopped. But it was a good six months, maybe, before I realized that. So anyways, that was my 20s, and I was drinking a lot. In my 30s, I started to run a little bit, and I was still drinking a lot, and I wasn't properly stretching just because I didn't really know that much about health and fitness in my 30s. And so I would run a lot, but then I would also feel like a lot of pain on my legs and I didn't know how to properly stretch or have some proper uh, recovery time. I had no idea about that. So then I just stopped running and then that was my 30s and then I continued to drink a lot. And it wasn't until my early 40s when I started to focus on fitness and eating better. And that's when I hired a, 
a personal trainer. And the first day of January 2020 is when we first met up. And that was three months prior to my stroke. It was March, uh, the middle of March, and I went to work, and then I got off of work, went to a training session with my trainer, uh, came home, and my routine was just to wind down, relax, and I had to sleep during the day because you know, I worked overnight. So then I was uh, finally able to get sleepy and then go to bed, and it was, I don't know, probably around maybe three in the afternoon, two or three in the afternoon, where I felt this heavy brick over my face. And I slowly woke up and I'm like, that's weird. Why do I have a brick over my face? And so when I finally was fully aware, I was awake. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's my hand. My hand is over my face. Why does it feel like a brick? And then it was hard to move my hand over my face because it, it also, my arm was weighing like a brick. And so I got a little nervous. I'm like, that's weird. And then my symptoms went away pretty fast. And so I Googled real quick. I'm like, what does this mean? And it said, oh, you could be having a heart attack. And then I'm like, well, that's weird because my symptoms went away. So then I was able to relax a little bit. And then my symptoms came back up again, where my left hand started feeling numb. It started feeling heavy again, feeling like a brick. Then I got really scared because uh, I'm like, okay, these symptoms came back. And so I called 911. And as I was speaking to the medic, I noticed that my speech started to slur. And I conveyed that to the 911 caller. And so they rushed over a medic or a group of medics to my house. And by the time the medics got to my house, which was, I don't know, maybe about five to eight minutes, they evaluated me, but my symptoms were then gone by then. They suggested not to go to the ER because it was, again, the start of COVID, and they didn't want me just to be around that if I didn't need to be. They just recommended that I go to see my primary doctor and, and go to a cardiologist. And so that's what I did. So the next day, I booked an appointment with my primary doctor, and I was feeling Great. So I went ahead and went to work that day. And then the next day was just an appointment after an appointment after an appointment. I, for a good four months, I saw a cardiologist, a neurologist, I saw a vascular surgeon. And uh, it took four months to figure out what caused my stroke, which was my right artery that goes by my neck is completely blocked. And it just uh, happened to catch me on that day. Jose's stroke inspired him to spend more time looking after his mental and physical health. The first day of January 2020 is when I committed to myself and I said, all right, Jose, you are going to invest in yourself. You're going to invest in your body and your fitness. You have to get healthy. And this was three months before my stroke. I had no idea that the stroke was going to change my life later on. Yeah, so the first day, New Year's Day of January 2020, I met with my awesome uh, coach. Uh, his name is Ross. He evaluated me. He tried to look at what my strength and fitness levels were like, and I was out of shape. I, I couldn't do a proper squat. And up until March, you know, we were working together and and working on my range of motion because my hips and my hips are still uh, tight, but not as tight as they were three years ago. And so we were working on my range of motion. Uh, because of my job consists of me just sitting in a chair for eight hours a day. 
So he worked with me on that. I started running a little bit. And then March of 2020 came by and, uh, you know, I suffered the stroke. When I went to see some of my doctors, my main concern was like, can I still work out? Because uh, it brought me so much joy. It elevated my mental health. I was afraid they were going to tell me to stop exercising, but it was quite the opposite. They were very encouraging to continue to focus on my health. The stroke was like the biggest blessing God could have given me because it just fueled me to get better, not just physically and strength-wise, but also mentally. I went into this fitness journey with my coach thinking I was just going to build strength, but I'm coming out of it building mental strength and the stroke was a big factor because I it was my motivation to get better healthy because I didn't want to have this stroke again the type of stroke that I had that I suffered was a TIA stroke it's a it's a minor stroke and it's a warning sign that there's the potential of a bigger stroke coming in your life or it's like a warning sign from your body that's telling you hey you got to shape up and start focusing on your health I didn't know that until later, but it makes sense now. Uh, And thankfully, it was a very minor stroke that I suffered. The stroke was my motivator. So in the last three years, I or almost three years, and I did my first marathon. And my motivation, uh, there was several motivation factors. It was uh, the fact that I suffered a stroke. And there are people out there that are unable to move because of their stroke. So that was one of my motivators. The other motivation for me was my mom. She has mobility issues. And so I was running for her and just getting better. Fitness has been a big part of my life during this time, especially since the stroke. Again, just to get stronger, but I came out of it stronger spiritually, physically, emotionally, and I owe it all to the stroke. It was my biggest blessing. Coming up, Jose talks about ice baths. If you think it's going to be hard, then you're going to make it hard. But if you approach it in a positive way, you're like, okay, well, this is going to be hard and it's going to be cold for maybe like two minutes. And then once I'm out, then I'm out and I'll I'll feel great. That's what I do with my friends. And I show them that the perfect example is ice bath, just to show people that you can do hard things and that it's all in your approach. And seeking support. I would suggest if you don't have a community, I would suggest to reach out to those that are close to you because they will support you. So that would be my advice to someone. Uh, An advice to a loved one would be the same thing is uh, to reach out to your family, uh, your friends. They will bring you peace. And peace is what helped me cope through it. There was never a time where I was full of anxiety. I mean, there were like, there was little moments where I was scared, but because of my faith and because of my community, I was able to cope through it. I would strongly suggest finding a community that will lift you up. Let's hear how Jose is currently coping with his post-stroke life. It took me a while to share my personal journey of suffering with a stroke. And uh, once I started to share it with some of my close friends, they told me, well, you should share your story with others because you never know, you know, how you might inspire someone. And so I started to do that slowly with my social media. And then I started to invite people to my workouts. So they 
come with me to work out. I also started a coaching certification and that also helped me invest in a, a health and life coaching certification. So that also motivated me to reach out to more people who may have struggles with finding that motivation to work out or they're having trouble changing their mindset on building healthy habits and sustaining that healthy habit. So that's what I do now. And I do it through fitness. I just make fitness fun. I make little videos of us working out. One of the things that I'm really passionate about is ice baths because it's such a big mental challenge that your mind tells you not to do because your mind is like, oh, that's cold. Why are you going to put your <laughs> why are you going to put yourself in a tub full of ice? It's a mental challenge because it's all how you approach it. If you think it's going to be hard, then you're going to make it hard. But if you approach it in a positive way, you're like, okay, well, this is going to be hard. And it's going to be cold for maybe like two minutes. And then once I'm out, then I'm out and I'll, I'll feel great. That's what I do with my friends. And I show them that the perfect example is ice bath, just to show people that you can do hard things and that it, it's all in your approach. Jose has made a strong recovery. I feel great. As far as my um, checkups, they used to be my checkups with my cardiologist, my vascular surgeon, uh, the neurologist. They used to be like every month, like the first six months, it was every, I had to go see them every month. Then after the six month period, then it was every six months. And that was last year, every six months. And now I only see them once a year. So that's great. Uh, my heart is strong. When I was training for the marathon, I was afraid that that might've been too much stress for my heart. But uh, no, my heart is strong because I'm keeping that consistent fitness routine of working out three times a week, walking and building my cardiovascular health. And so the running, the walking, the lifting, it's helping me do that. So now, thank God, I only get to see my doctors once a year. Uh, and of course, if I notice something different in my body, I'm able to contact them right away. But uh, thankfully, I haven't had any serious issues. Uh, so I'm so I'm doing well right now. And I, I owe it all to fitness. And fitness helped me not only physically, but it also helped me mentally get stronger. You know, what really helped me was uh, peace and um, faith. And, you know, if faith is not a part of your life, then I would just say believe in yourself. And I know that's easier said than done, but it just brings you so much peace. And you can find that in community. And <laughs> I'm trying, I'm getting choked up and I'm trying not to get choked up. But um, community is, I would suggest, if you don't have a community, I would suggest to reach out to those that are close to you because they will support you. So that would be my advice to someone. Uh, and advice to a loved one would be the same thing is uh, to reach out to your family, uh, your friends. They will bring you peace. And peace is what helped me cope through it. There was never a time where I was full of anxiety. I mean, there were like, there was little moments where I was scared, but because of my faith and because of my community, I was able to cope through it. I would strongly suggest finding a community that will lift you up. After suffering a TIA, Jose has vowed to keep improving his physical fitness and his mental health and keep sharing his story. Thank you for listening and supporting Stroke Stories. Please do rate and comment on the episodes you hear to help us spread the word. And if you are, 
or you know of a stroke survivor, and there's a story you can share, please contact via our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. They are always open. The Stroke Stories podcast was produced by Aidan Judd. I'm Mark Goodyear. Thank you for listening. <laughs>